Will Pelagic here for a special edition of Crown Corner here. I don't have my partner in crime, Jessica Charman, but uh, we'll get back together here after the new year. And wanted to at least take the time to remember a great in the soccer and football world, Pele, who passed away uh, earlier this week at the age of 82. And uh, we're very pleased to have Roddy March from the Grumpy Pundits of Sirius XMFC and uh, somebody who has a little bit of experience in this area, having played against him and also uh, covered the sport and played the sport for a number of years. And Rodney, just from your vantage point, I know that this is something you guys have been talking about all day, uh, not just on the programs, but uh, but yeah. in special programming as well. What are your reactions when you first see and hear the name and hear the news about Pele's passing? Um, well, well, first of all, um, I've been sending um, messages to um, to Pele over the last couple of years, um, from time to time, um, wishing him, you know, well, and because I've known of his his problems. Um, I think the last few months have been kind of expecting it to happen, and it, but it's always it's always, you know bittersweet if you will because um the joy that Pelé brought to the world of soccer um and the love of the game uh we kind of should be remembering him with great joy and great love because um he was all things to all people and, and um you know obviously we have this argument will don't we about mm -hmm. is it is it uh Maradona is it uh, Lionel Messi is it Pele and the greatest of all time? I don't. I think that's a stupid argument, and, and I tell you why. Because there's a, a an enormous amount of people around the world that feel that um, Pele was the greatest player that ever played the game. I'm one of them, um, but it doesn't detract from what other people think about other players. So I, I think the argument is a bit spurious, and and I, I'm I for one am in the camp of. Well, for those that think Pele was the greatest player that ever played, um, good luck to him. <laughs> right. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I, I think I, I hold that belief. And, and when I try to talk to my non-soccer following friends or soccer adjacent friends and they say, oh, well, what about Messi? What about this? The, my, my answer and retort to this is you can't have – Hey, you can't have Messi, you can't have Ronaldo, you can't have any of these other guys without Pele. He, he's almost kind of that singular unifying, you know, vantage point where you you basically had everything kind of descend from him when it comes to the sport yeah. really taking the world by storm. Uh, that's right. And, and, and a lot of people, um, the overwhelming majority of people know that it was Pele that started it all. You know, you've had your Johan Cruyffs and your George Best players after, and, and of course, Messi and Ronaldo and all that. But Pele was fundamentally the first. And, and the saying by Neymar, uh, that's um, the great Neymar, the great Brazilian player now, uh, who said, um, before Pele, number 10 was just a number. Um, he was that man. He, he, he wore the number 10 shirt and they've been, you know, many, many since that, that have worn the great number 10 shirt. But it was Pelé who was the original. Obviously, uh, as somebody who played against him, I know that uh, it might be a bit of a different experience for others who were just around the game. What was it like to yeah. play against Pelé? 
Well, I thought I was a good player. I thought I thought I was a real decent player. Um, but when I was on the field with Pelé, um, I was in awe of him. I, I, he, he was just on a different planet to any other player. Um, he was the king of football, uh, in my view. And uh, it was just an honour, even though he kicked me a couple of times, <laughs> it was an honour and a privilege to uh, to play with a great man. I, I think, too, just seeing the way others reacted to him, whether it was dignitaries, whether it was religious leaders. Uh, I remember the story about Ronald Reagan where he said, you know, my name is Ronald Reagan, president of the United States, but I don't need to introduce you because everyone knows who Pelé is. Uh, it, it seems that... There yeah. isn't somebody who I think gathers the kind of reverence in the world of sports because he wasn't just a sportsman. He was an icon in the very sense of the word. Exactly. Yes. And a, and a good way of putting it as well. That's a, a great way to put it because he transcended uh, soccer. He transcended sports. Um, there was a civil war going on in Nigeria and the Cosmos, excuse me, and the Santos team with Pelé had scheduled an exhibition game. Um, and they stopped the war for two days while Pelé and, and played the game. And they started the war back up again afterwards. So uh, you don't get that very often, do you? No, you don't, definitely. And, and as somebody who has seen what soccer can do to a city here in Charlotte and, and see what happened in that first year of MLS... Yeah. Take me back to 75 to 77, watching him descend on the Cosmos. Obviously, it's after his international career is over and, and many wonder what it's going to be like. But it became very much box office type stuff. Anytime that the Cosmos would go to a city, it wasn't just Pelé. It was, you know, Beckenbauer and a lot of those other big, big yeah. names. But it wasn't a situation where it's like you think this guy's in retirement league. He was still a pretty good player in his own right, even at that advanced age. Oh, no, he was a sensational player still. Uh, you know, if you look at the modern game, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo playing at 37. I think Pele was only 33 when he came to America. So, um, yeah, he, he was he was still a great, great footballer. There, there's, it was like a traveling road show. It was like the Harlem Globe Trotters everywhere that, Pele and the Cosmos went. It was it was the thing to do, and um, there's no sort of superlatives high enough to you know to to sort of explain just how big and how great the the the, the great man was. Um, but I want to uh, re-emphasize, Will. Um, it's a time for celebration to, cel mm -hmm. to celebrate his life and what he did for the game around the globe not only in America or Brazil, but everywhere. And, uh, and Pelé um, will always be remembered as one of the biggest names, not only in sport, as you quite rightly say, um, as a global icon in any walk of life. And if there's one thing that you want people to know about Pelé that they might not know, what is it? He could take care of himself. Um he got a lot, a lot of kicks, and he he got into a lot of skirmishes with other players trying to take him out. But he could take care of himself. He was a um, a, a really strong, hard, um, determined man, and and as a player, 
you you weren't going to get physical physically better than him because he would give it to your back as well and uh, i know that firsthand by the way <laughs> so um yeah and 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 maybe a final point would be is that to say that over the coming weeks and, and especially in you know the, the the weekend of his death you will be seeing a load of people around the world wearing the number 10 Pelé jersey in a, as a tribute to the great man. Uh, and it doesn't matter where it is. It could be in, in Europe, in uh, South America, all around the world. People will be praising and wearing the number 10 jersey uh, in tribute to the great uh, Pelé. I, I know that uh, there have been a lot of celebrations involving uh, not only the team that you were a part of here uh, in Charlotte with the Carolina Lightning uh, here yeah. recently, and, and there's always these reunions that come around, and you've been through Charlotte. Uh, just while we have you here, yeah, what is it like to see what Charlotte FC, just from a 30,000-foot view, did now uh, and compare it to what happened back with the Carolina Lightning? Because, I mean, that was the first thing we really had around here in terms of professional soccer, and this, there have been other teams that have come through, like Independence and Stumptown, but but now getting MLS yeah. going in this city, uh, I know that for the soccer community, it's something that they've really embraced, and, and even the community at large is something, you know, when you think about it, the attendance, it was uh, incredible this past year, and, and can't wait to see what it brings in next year. But but what, what is it like as somebody who, who knows what soccer can do in this city to see that now on this stage? Yeah, well, well not only um, soccer, I, I think the Carolina Lightning – uh, we were the first professional sports team in, in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, got superb local community support. Um, sponsors came out of the woodwork and the media was covered the team. And uh, and we won the championship in the first year, which you no doubt know. And and uh, in, in the uh, Memorial Stadium there in Charlotte, the Horseshoe Stadium, which was magnificent, and uh, still there, by the way, still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still there. And I went to a game there last year. Yeah, um, I was at. I think it was. It was the. It was the reunion game. I was there as well. The Independence game was fantastic. That's right. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, we we had a, a lovely long chat with Christian Fuchs, and and uh, uh, it was good. It was good, and it was a. You know, it was kind of a. a, a Bob Benson, the owner who passed away, was kind of a tribute to Bob Benson for what he did for Charlotte, which was, which was nothing short of magnificent. We had three or four seasons there; it was great, and was the, and it, it was kind of the front runner for what you see today. And the team today is doing fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It's great to watch it. Uh, I'm going to say we have to get you up for a match now this year. You, you and Tom are going to come up and do grumpy pundits here from uh, from B of A next year. Do you know what? We would be very happy if you can set that up. Uh, Tom and I will come up there and we'll do a, a couple of little promotion stuff and maybe go to a couple of pubs. We 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 enjoy doing that. We 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 have plenty of them. There's uh, an area walking distance from uh, from the stadium that's got an alleyway, and you would love to see it. There's fantastic, you know, soccer banners and, and you know, like one's a Liverpool bar, one's a, a Tottenham pub, one's an Everton. I mean, it's 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 real great. And uh, and uh, I'll try to see what I can set up from the from the club standpoint. We'll make you, it happen. Hey, listen, you, you you set that up and we'll come and do that. We'll do a uh, live from uh, live from Charlotte, Grumpy Bundits on Sirius XM. 
We'll do it. Uh, you guys are 9-12 to 12 on SiriusXMFC. It's always part of my routine, and uh, it's great to talk with you. Uh, we'll talk soon. Um, thank you so much for your great words about Pelé. I, I know that folks who are soccer fans will appreciate it, and those who uh, are check out our podcast just based on uh, knowing about this particular interview will definitely do so as well. Uh, best wishes for you in the new year, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, buddy. Happy New Year.